Welcome back to Conservative Conversations. I'm your host, Reed. And I'm Frank. Today we're going to be talking about the Titan Titanic submersible, Supreme Court decisions, and more. So let's jump right into it. It sank. Before we get started, listeners, I want to remind you to please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. You can also subscribe to the audio on our YouTube channel. And if you want to support our show directly, you can make a donation on our Red Circle page. And you can find links to all this in the show notes. And Frank is going to start us off with our first story of the day. Yeah, so of course the thing that everybody's talking about is the Titanic submarine thing where these five guys went down, you know, to like see the the wreck of the Titanic mm-hmm. on the ocean floor. Right. And I found it interesting there's been a lot of stuff that's been put out on this over the last, you know, several days. Mhm. And one of the topographical or almost like nautographical um, maps that was put out that showed where this wreckage, like I, it made me realize, like I never realized that the Titanic had basically made it over here. You know, like they were pretty friggin' close, to be honest with you. I mean, they were already sort of down past Maine, the greater parts of Maine, mm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still like up there by Maine ish. Um, but still they'd made it like closer to New York. I think that was their target. Mm -hmm. They'd made it much closer to New York than I thought they had. Yeah. That surprises me. I would have guessed it was like over close to what is Iceland, Greenland, whichever one of those two is up, up that way. Up near Canada. Yeah. They were much closer to New York than, than you would think. Hmm. And that was interesting to me, too, for sure. Right. Um, But anyway, I mean, I I think one of the things that you'll see, I'll come back to this, but I see why people explore this types of stuff. I really do find it interesting and everything. But unfortunately, the reason everybody's talking about this is because it all went awry Mm -hmm. and five men lost their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. you know, there ended up being something, a malfunction with the device, the right. submarine, if you will, that they were in, this Titan Five, I think is what they call it. Um, and it imploded, mm-hmm. which is a word you don't get to say. All, yeah, all usually the, the word you hear is explode, which is completely different. Right. Well, I and this completely. isn't to make light of what sure, happened. Sure, sure. Because if you take into the implications of what's actually happened to these people it's pretty horrible and yeah it's that's terrible. a nervous laugh you know i mean yeah. it's it's hard to deal with these things sure everybody has their own i mean what it is you're the psych guy their own uh, defense mechanisms yeah. or whatever so anyway not to treat a touchy subject you know unkindly or anything but it's like i said to you privately at least four of these men mm-hmm were truly men and they knew what they were getting into. I mean, the one guy was like CEO of the sub company, right? For goodness sakes, mm-hmm. he definitely knew what he was getting into. Um, one guy was like one of his biggest benefactors. I think they were all very large benefactors to him, right? As far as I understand, it costs $250,000 a person yeah. to take this trip. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. 
Yeah, if you or I wanted to go, you'd have to pony up that kind of money. <laughs> so, uh, uh-huh. you know, the guy who took his son along, and he because like we're going to some... have to mention this, but I, if you just take it from that point of view, mm-hmm. I mean, he really cared about this. He paid double right. to go along. And it's not just to laugh and say, oh, well, he had the money, he misspent it. Right. Ha, ha, ha. No, not at all. I mean, he very interested in this, very right. much cared. Well, it's, it kind of speaks to, you know, man's natural curiosity and sense of ad- adventure and exploration. Well, it makes me, I think the same thing because there's a guy, you know, I just recently, I just bring this up as a tertiary thing, mm-hmm. but there was a Parisian who was very interested in par- the parachute technology. Mm-hmm. And this was back in the day. Right. And he killed himself jumping off the Eiffel Tower trying to prove that his parachute suit, mm-hmm. he made some kind of like parachute suit. It didn't work mm-hmm. and he died, killed right. himself. But I mean, it's just like, I mean, this is almost every day in the name of science. Sure. Men are kind of, I mean, if you look at the history of it right. and take time with a grain of salt, men kill themselves all the time in the name of science mm-hmm. regularly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, I mean, you know this about me, but I've always been interested in space exploration. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty interesting, so. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting. I mean, I sit and I'm kind of baffled by this story. One of the reasons I want to bring it up is because, you know, it's almost like going to the core of the earth is mm-hmm. harder than going to space. Right. In some ways, we know less about the deepest depths of our ocean than we do about what what goes on in And isn't space. that a fascinating concept? Yeah. Because it's a clash of concepts, isn't it? It's like gravity versus the opposite of gravity right. towards, uh, what do they call it? In, in, uh, entropy or something like that. The, you know, everything pulling apart, not mm-hmm. everything being crushed together into singularity. Right. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting. You know that we can't take a two liter of pop to the core of the earth, that's almost impossible to us, but we can take the Statue of Liberty into space. That'd yeah. be very easy. Right. You know, comparatively speaking. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's just, it's amazing to think about. It is. Um, I don't know that I'd want to do it. I think I'd rather go to space. Right. <laughs> but I Same found here. myself, you know, looking at this story, I, as someone interested in that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. found myself asking myself you know frank would you still get into a little submarine-esque pod with elon musk some lunatic billionaire Uh and blast off towards mars and yes i still would in a heartbeat absolutely because i know what i'm getting into Mm -hmm. that is something i would love to do even if i died doing it right that is something I would love. I think of there was a school teacher from West Virginia, mm-hmm. McAuliffe or whatever her name is, something like that. She died on like the Challenger thing. Is that what it was? Um, uh, I think it was the Challenger in the 1980s. Yeah, she was the school mm-hmm. teacher. They had a special program. I mean, you guys can look this up, but we can put it in the show notes. I mean, I wasn't prepared to mention this, but I just, I love these types of people. Mm-hmm. And I know what I'm talking about, even though I wasn't prepared to talk about it. So I'm sorry, but there's this like school teacher lady who died as part of a NASA program. Right. And uh, she was from West Virginia, like we are. They mm-hmm. have a, 
they still have a memorial tour there in Charleston. You can go see it. Um, and I would do that still. Right. So the only thing that I wanted to add, the only other little nuance that I have to that story is I just, my heart really goes out to the 16 year old mm-hmm. because he went as sort of a gift as I understand it mm-hmm. as like a gift to his father for father's day to go along on this ride. Right. And I sort of wish, you know, cause it's different. I feel like, I feel like sure. it's different. And he had a gut instinct and I just find that very interesting, you know, cause it's like to, to hear that almost hurts your gut. Right. I don't, it just makes you want to go, man, I wish he had just been independent and, why couldn't he have been on a school study trip or something right. like that? Why why the 16-year-old? I don't understand that part. But but it's like I say, it just shows, I mean, because you wouldn't use a certain S word, you know, like. Well, I know what you're talking because about. Because some people have. Right. They, they might make a sacrifice in the name of science. And it's not like this guy did, the guy who took his son along. Mm-hmm. It was more of just like an experience exploratory like you might take a hike to mount everest or something like that it's supposed to be safe other people had been on this titan five trip down Mm -hmm. to the ocean floor i mean it's not truly novel they weren't you know the first people ever to do this so i don't see that i don't see why you'd want to use the s word i don't see it that way right yeah i've heard and i even seen it seen it personally that people have made fun of them and saying they they deserved what they got and that's certainly not the right way to go about it. I don't think so at all. Not not if you're being honest. Not right. Not if you're being PBS. All things considered, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Right. You have to be fair about. Right. It. Yep. Um. Like I mentioned earlier, it's part of it. What drove them there? I'm sure was this the sense of adventure of it all, which is. When plus, I think there's also nuances mm-hmm. in that, you know, I guess some of the design of the submarine has been called into question. Sure. But I think this guy is also probably on the cutting edge of something mm-hmm. to build these submarines out of carbon fiber, which some people say don't work, but he's had successful trips. Right. And so, yes, yeah, something's gone wrong, but what if, you know, I mean, it's interesting to be mm-hmm. one of those men of science on the edge of something. Right. I mean, things went wrong during uh, our trip to the moon. Like, like one of the first, uh, um, uh, what is it? Uh, it wasn't Apollo. Apollo was the missions that actually went to the moon, but there were a group of missions before that. can't remember the name of them at the top of my head. But... We lost uh, three astronauts when they were first trying to launch the manned uh, rockets into space. Yeah. But we kept going because we, you know, it was a terrible loss, but it was part of what these people knew could happen in this greater mission to get to the moon for whatever it was, whether we were just trying to beat the Russians or whether it was... In the name of science. Well, and I th- I don't know that that's where I was going to go with it. But that is interesting, though. Because it almost seems like 
what the real cautionary tale is here would be towards the sort of tourist sure version the tourist model of this sure okay I see. whereas we're talking about like science and right. people and this suddenly just took a turn for me though didn't it because this was more touristy wouldn't you say yeah um because i think the only there was only like one guy on board who was like some kind of marine explorer of some sort um when one of the guys specialized he runs a company where he brings artifacts back from the Titanic. Yeah, maybe that's what it was, something like that. But yeah, um, I've I've heard a lot of people describe this as more of like adventure tourism instead of like science exploration. All right, but I can go back on track though sure. because that's not how I feel. I mean, there's probably is an element to that, and I suddenly, like, I hadn't really seen the element that you're coming from where you mentioned where people have said they kind of got what they deserved. Mm-hmm. I actually, that's novel to me. I hadn't heard that. Oh, yeah. I I saw it personally. Somebody in my family was talking about it. And so I think it. my brain was kind of thinking about that. And then when you made me realize that it's more, it was, there is sort of an element to like the whole Disney World 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea-esque kind of Disney trip mm-hmm. to this whole kind of thing. And I hadn't really thought about it that way. But if you just look at it from a technological point of view, sure, where this guy has made advances in this sort of submarine technology right. and everything, and who knows? I mean, look, they're investigating it now, what went wrong, what went wrong, right. when it has gone right before. Right. Well, what if advances come out of this? Yeah. And what if... You know, what if this guy who literally put himself in harm's way, I mean, mm-hmm. he had to believe in it. Of That's course. not... Now, Disney believed in his product, too. Right. I don't know, though. Right. Would Disney die on one of his rides? He probably would have. I don't know, but he didn't. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that kind of says something. I mean, this CEO, he didn't have he didn't have to go on these trips. I mean, maybe there's something I'm missing, and he was one of the main... Operators, but I'm pretty sure I've heard people talk about there's other people operating it from sure. like above, because they talk about the that remote control, the game controller that they were using to operate it. Yeah. Um, but he didn't. He, from what it seems, it didn't seem like the CEO had to go on these trips. He could have just been sending these, if you know, if you want to call them tourists, down there to go look at the ship, and you know, suffer whatever consequences might happen. Right. But he, like you just said, he had to have believed in it, and he went with them. He went down there. Well, see, and that's the biggest thing to me is it's not a ha-ha. Right. Shouldn't It's be. just a fact that these men had to know what they were getting into. Mm-hmm. They knew what was at risk. Right. And it's also, listen, I'll say one last thing on the matter, because we should move on. Right. But there's lots of people who have lots of different hobbies. Sure. Some people hike mountains. Some people climb rock faces, cliff walls. Some people spelunk. They dive deep down mm-hmm. into the earth. Some of them do very peculiar things yeah. in the minds of others. Mm-hmm. And they put themselves in harm's way. I've heard of some of these people who cave dive yep. and have to be rescued, and it takes... You know, 
I don't think I'd be exaggerating to say there are cases where it's taken over a hundred people to rescue one person. Mm-hmm. Right. And I have thought to myself, I mean, why go through all the effort? You know, I mean, that's a lot of resources. You think about how much time, money, effort, real, the, the literal definition of work that's put into mm-hmm. saving somebody. Right. Who has chosen to go put themselves in harm's way? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's with that? I don't know. Human life is important. Yeah. That's the activities of life are important, and it's usually generally acknowledged. That's what I've found. Mm -hmm. That's why this matters. So the whole ha ha thing hurts my heart because I really haven't heard that. And I wouldn't just say ha ha. I do kind of get the whole pondering, you know, like there's. There's a lot to think about here. Sure, of course. Would I still get in a space pod and go off with Elon Musk? That was my first thought. And yeah, because right. <laughs> I think it's common human spirit, common right. human life that you would want to do what you want to do. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. People generally want to save people. People generally care about people. Mm-hmm. So the ha ha says a lot more about them. Right. Of course. Of course. They're not the ones uh, being brave enough to go down there. That's right. It would take a lot of bravery, too. Sure would. The bravest among them was that poor kid. Sure. I wish I knew his name. We should learn it. We'll have to put it in the show notes. If I can find it. What a brave young man. Yep. And I suppose rest in peace to those souls that... uh, Went down and looked at the ship. Hopefully they they got to at least see it. I don't know. I haven't heard how far they made it before the implosion. But uh, hopefully they saw it. My research says that believing that is probably best. (laughs) Okay. Well, I guess we'll leave it there on that. Uh, Next, I suppose, is my first topic, and it is going to be the Supreme Court. Uh, Their term, current term, ends, I believe, at the end of the month of June, and it's the 26th of June as we're recording. And there's not a whole lot of days left, and there's still a few big uh, cases that we have not yet heard any uh, decisions from. Um, and I got a small selection, I think like three of them picked out that, uh, were listed from NPR. I got these from good old National Public Radio, your hard-earned tax dollars at work. Okay, so a couple of the, uh, cases I've got picked out that we're still waiting to hear, um, decisions on um, is the affirmative action case um, I think most people might recognize it as like uh, it's the Asian students suing Harvard right yeah I'm sure people I remember some that. people might recognize it put that way but it's um, Asians v Harvard I think that is what it is <laughs> <laughs> no I'm just kidding no, I'm no. sorry um, that's probably not politically correct. <laughs> uh, but the it's actually a two two for one. Um, it's the 
Students for Fair Admission v. Harvard and Students for Fair Admission v. Uh, University of North Carolina, I believe. Yes. Yep. And um, the gist of it is that they're use basically uh, using these schools are using affirmative action policies to exclude uh, some groups of students and most notably the uh, Asian students because uh, generally they do pretty well on their uh, tests like the SATs and all that stuff um, but yet they find themselves being admitted at a lower rate compared to other uh, races who have lesser test scores. Well, just theoretically, wouldn't it be exclusionary, period? I mean, isn't that the whole idea? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. Because it would. It, it'd be selectively. I mm -hmm. mean, you'd have to modify it somehow. It, it's like a modification of who gets excluded. Right. Because by population, right, or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever they would say, whatever the arguments for AA are, it'd have to be based on something right. like that. So, like, the population's mostly white people, right? Mm -hmm. If the population's 100%, you know, 99% white people, then the other people, whoever they are, would never get through. Right. Right? So you have to prop them up, give them more courteous percentages, and then you would have to be excluding people who have more of a presence in the population. Right. The discourtesy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that the, how the whole thing works? Yep, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I th just think, I find it interesting. Right. Because they're almost suing, like, oh. as a protected class. Against, against the, protected, the other, other protected class. Protected classes. Yeah. And they're still not really dealing with the issue. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you say? Or, Well, I mean, um, there's definitely more nuance to this particular case I think there are a couple kind of questions involved um, I didn't really take too many notes on the cases themselves uh, um, but yeah it seems well we've like, covered it before haven't we um I don't know how in depth we've covered the particular case I think probably in our last episode or the episode before um, we mentioned that this case was before the court because I remember talking about um, Stephen Crowder when he did his Change My Mind on affirmative action. And there was that one female student. Right, I remember that. Yeah. I just feel like this has gone back a ways, though, hasn't it? Uh, this particular case? Yes. Um, I don't know how far back it goes, but it's a current case, and they're still waiting to rule on it. I mean, its beginnings may go back quite a I know they just move so ways. slowly, yeah. and I just wonder when we first would have started talking about this. Uh, but that's okay. Sure. We've got other stories to get to. Right. We we can always look back through our material, and so can the listeners. You know, I mean, right. we've really covered the Supreme Court. We try to stay on top of that mm -hmm. stuff. Right. Well, then the next case is a 
uh, free speech slash religious freedom case. Although, on NPR, where I got this list from, they title this as a LGBTQ rights case. Because uh, it's the, um, the 303 Creative v. Uh, Alanis, I believe. And I think that's the last name of Colorado's... Uh, what, are they, what are they called? L- Attorney General? Uh-huh. Um, and this is a case where this, this woman owns uh, this 303 Creative, which is a website design company. And I believe she designs websites for for weddings. And... Uh, she does not want to make websites for uh, same-sex weddings, so um, I guess people, and including the state of Colorado, sued the woman, saying she has to do it. Um, and subsequently, the case has gone all the way up to the Supreme Court. So we're waiting to hear. Oh, she's gonna lose. I'm, I'm you sorry. Think? Excuse me. They're gonna lose. Uh, <laughs> I meant to say Colorado's gonna lose. Oh, okay, yeah, big I, time. I think so. Big time. Colorado's going to lose that right. one. Because this isn't really the first time this has basically been challenged because we've right. heard about the, the, cake. the yeah the cake baker guy. Um, and he won. Yeah. So, I, I screw <laughs> Colorado. Right. Sorry. The last thing I had written, I was trying to take notes. Sure. I've, I'm, I had not heard of this story otherwise. You hadn't told me earlier. We haven't talked about this private conversation. Mm-hmm. I was trying to take notes, and the last thing I wrote was her. I was talking about her oh. in my notes. <laughs> so when I say she's going to lose, uh-huh. it's because I had just written a note about her. But no, I meant Colorado right. is going to lose this one big time. I think so. Um, now, I haven't really followed it closely or really much at all, but other than in the general sense. I know it's, I know it's a thing, and it's, I'm keeping my eye out for the result. But yeah, I, I don't see how the Supreme Court is going to rule that the state must compel this woman to make no. websites for same-sex couples when she doesn't want to. Absolutely not. And I feel like, well, I feel like there's other implications sure. there. Maybe we'll just leave it alone. Right. Yeah, because I got one more um, big one, and it's the student loan case. Oh, yeah. Uh, Biden v. Nebraska. We're still waiting to hear uh, the ruling on that. Um, and, of course, we've covered that in past episodes. Uh, it's about um, uh, Joe Biden's plan to uh, forgive student loans up to, what, $20,000 for some people. Certain, yep. Yeah, if you meet certain qualifications. Yep. And uh, several states... Um, uh, sued uh, the government over this, and it went up to the Supreme Court pretty quickly. And uh, I think back in February is when they had the uh, oral arguments, and uh, I'm pretty sure we covered it briefly back around that time. And now we're finally at the time where we're waiting to hear what they're going to say. And, it's, and you know what they're going to say? Well, what do you think? What do you think? Um, I think they're I think gonna, they're gonna slap it down a rabbit hole, <laughs> yeah. like my grandpa used to say. Yeah, I, I think so too. They're gonna pin its ears back, butter it up, <laughs> and slap it down a rat hole. Yep. You just think about that expression, because <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think it's 
it's uh, going to be upheld. I I would be surprised. I mean, I, I mean, I would be surprised if they uphold it, but at the same time, not too surprised. Because um, this court has not been super predictable, I think. Um, but we'll see uh, within the next uh, few days. Um, well, the numbers are pretty clear. Yeah. So keep your ears out, uh, listeners. I th- hopefully by the time our next episode airs, that we'll have some uh, rulings and decisions on some of these cases, especially the big ones. And uh, uh, I think that's all I got for this bit. And Frank, what do you got next for us? Well, my next topic is about... Um there was a little bit of a Russian coup. I think Have you I've heard, heard about this? I've heard very little about it. A little bit about the the Russian coup. That's all I'd really heard too, but I found it interesting. So I wanted to dig into it a little bit, and I found some reporting out of Australia, oh. which is going to be linked in the show notes. You know, it's their Sky News. Oh, okay. Whatever, They're okay. Know. There are parts of them that are okay. They're an outfit. I think the same company that owns Fox owns Sky Yeah, News. exactly. But, <laughs> but okay. it's perspective. It's news. They're sure. a news outlet. They're foreign. Yep. It's They're not Americans. That's right, I guess. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> They're part of the five eyes or whatever they are. Oh. You know what I mean? No. This is new to me. What is this? You've never heard? Oh, come on. No, I've not heard of the five eyes. We're this like England, Australia, Japan... Canada, and somebody else. Huh. A fifth person. That we're all in some treaty where we share super secret time. Probably France, if super I had to guess. Duper. No. No, not France. Okay. No, no, no. We're a no, bunch no. of wimps. Not that snail boy. What's his name? No, no. Oh, uh, no. what is this? Macron. Not this. Macron. It's like Sounds, a French donut. Yeah, almost like a macaroon. A mac- That's right. <laughs> No. Uh, anyway, Russian coup. Coup. Australian news. Australian news said that. Okay. Well, serious though. This reporting that's going to be linked in the show notes suggests that there are some linked stories. Okay. And that there's some stuff going on. Maybe. And like I told you privately. They helped me see something in a new light that I hadn't really mm-hmm. ever seen before. So let's talk about this. Sure. So have you also seen a report recently about how there was an accounting error with the Pentagon? Uh-huh, yeah. They found like $3 billion or something? No, it's higher than that. Oh, $30 billion? No, it's like 6 Oh, okay. Well, yes. Six point three. That's still a lot of money. Billion dollars. Yeah, billion dollars. And they're just gonna go ahead and give it. Yep. Because I feel I feel like I've heard this twice. Like at least a month ago, I feel like I heard this story. Okay, so you're familiar with that. If it's the same same accounting error, I almost feel like it yeah. happened again. It is. Okay, same one. No. It happened twice. Listen. Okay. Anyway. Listen. I'm listening. They say that last year there was this accounting error. Okay. Or in the paperwork there is this accounting error Mm -hmm. or whatever. This year they're just going to go ahead and match it though. Oh. They're going to match the accounting error that they discovered. Okay. 
So that's the thing. Uh-huh. Is I don't know if this is a conspiracy theory or if it's really linked or really not. People are kind of spinning their gears, linking stories sure. and stuff and all this. But there's this $6 billion. Mm-hmm. Well, this reporting that I'm linking in the show notes suggests that maybe this extra $6 billion has something to do with this coup attempt. Like where they came across the money, how some people got... Convinced, <laughs> well, you know, uh-huh. a little bit of the old greenery put in their pocket, you know, gets them to walk in and try to take over Moscow or whatever. And uh-huh. I heard they got pretty close. I heard they got in with twenty, within twenty miles of Moscow, according to yeah. the reporting that I've got. That's relatively close, yeah. Well, Wonder, all things considered, all things considered, that. It's probably trademarked by PBS and is not, not a ours. sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> That's right. And I actually think it's uh, NPR. Whatever. What am I saying? PBS? PBS. Whatever. <laughs> Basically the same thing. One's radio, well, one's TV. Yeah. One's communist, one's socialist. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, the six billion ended up with these, what they call the Wagner Group. Wagner? I don't know. Something like that. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. No, this you're is different? missing. You're oh, missing a link. I am. Oh shoot. Okay. Intriguing. The suggestion is okay that we funded the coup. Exact, oh. exacto mundo, buddy boy. Hmm. Exactly, as the caterpillar in Alice in Wonderland says. Exactly. Well, uh. What's, Hang uh, on, there's more Okay, to, okay, go for it. There's more to the pudding. There's more to Ooh. the cake. More layers to the cake. How do you like that? I prefer an onion, but okay. Let's Whatever. go for it. <laughs> I prefer an onion, too. What's interesting is if you look at the anatomy of this coup, you had these people. So, yeah, now you want to talk about them. They're this mercenary band called the... Wagner's, the Wagner's, the how do you you said it interesting? Uh, Wagner, almost like Wagner, Wagner, like the composer Wagner. (laughs) Whatever, I don't know. Okay, but they this is how the reporting goes. Mm -hmm. They made rapid progress towards Moscow. Mm -hmm. Okay, they got within twenty miles. Mm -hmm. Putin and his people had actually fled. Right. How do you like that one? Uh-huh, I've heard. Uh-huh. They got within 20 miles of the city. Stopped. Then they ended up talking with Putin's people. Uh-huh. They agreed to de-escalate. Right. Yeah, that's what I heard this morning. They retreated. Mm-hmm. And then now, the latest thing as of this morning or whatever, as we go to record this, is that this guy has chosen to go live in exile now, the leader of the Wagners. Yeah, in, in um, uh, not Persia, uh, Belarus, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Belarus, I heard that's that, in my notes. um, yeah. the people who, like, the mercenaries that were involved are being given amnesty on something else, maybe, and then those who weren't involved are given contracts to join the Russian military. But see, this is interesting, right? Because look at this. Why surrender? That's a good question. Okay, and here's also something I would have never considered, I wouldn't have thought of. If we're sitting here playing modern Risk, Mm -hmm. are you familiar with the board game? 
concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's just a strategy game where you take over countries and sure. it's all done by rolls of dice uh-huh. and numbers. You have to strategically build up armies in mm-hmm. these territories or whatever. But apparently they have no army. And according to the analysis I listened to, and I'm going to link in the show notes, somebody could just walk right in and take them. Hmm. Putin and them fled with their tails between their legs, depending on who you listen to. They just fled right out of the city. Hmm. Imagine you really went in with an army. Right. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. It's interesting to me because I've said all along, you know what I've said all along? What have you said all along, Frank? They are not a threat to us. Right. And the big thing, the big thing, okay, sorry, hang on, sorry for the pause. I had to find right. my notes. The, the big reason why this is important is because it showed me for the first time that the whole, like, why Russia's fighting for Ukraine so much and why us having Ukraine defend itself Okay, because that's what we've supposedly stood for, mm-hmm. right. right? Yeah. And by getting all the American people to go along to really sort of believe this, believe this thing, that it's mm-hmm. the Ukraine people standing for themselves. When Zelensky, he really did stand for himself. He stayed there. He didn't run away. Right. That's important. Sure. He didn't run away. And they have had an army. The whole time we've mm-hmm. supplied their army, we've helped them. Right. You know, that's all important. Right. To have those links, to have that bond. Right. Their army hasn't given up. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And if they had just gone down like Georgia under mm-hmm. Obama, right. You know, where they just walked in and Georgia just said, bye, and <laughs> walked out. <Yep. laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh because that was terrible what happened. In Georgia back then, but but this didn't happen here. Right, Russia didn't just walk in. Right, that I thought wall they were going sort to. of hasn't fallen, right. if you will. You know, what did you say? I said they thought they were going to. Russia right. would just walk in. Right. Yeah. One well, sees so for one of the first times, I can kind of see that you know it's famously been said that Russia is just like a gas station. That operates as a country. Right. Yeah. Or something like that. I think John McCain has some quote. Yeah, I've definitely heard that expression. Like that. This is the first time I've ever seen it. I mean, if Russia really is that weak that Putin can just flee, mm-hmm. somebody could literally just walk right into Moscow and take it over. I mean, you have to ask questions about that about any city, mm-hmm. anywhere. I mean, could... Could a large enough army just walk right into Paris? Could a large enough army walk right in? It's probably true for anywhere. But this has seemed, it, this seems to me that it's made Putin and Russia seem very weak, mm-hmm. which is exactly what I've said all along. Right. I don't see them as a threat. And I'd like for the same thing to be said of China. Could they be shown to be so weak so easily? I don't think so. I think it would cost a lot more than this mystery $6 billion. Right. Yeah, uh, definitely think it would take a lot more for for China. I don't think it's impossible, uh, but, uh, I mean, I certainly don't know what, what we could do to make China look weak, but 
I don't think it's impossible. I think there are ways. Sure. I think you could almost learn from this. I mean, because they have their own initiatives. They're trying mm-hmm. so hard with their Belt and Road. They're right. going into India. They're trying to go so far. Mm-hmm. They're trying to go over into Africa. Right. They're going to South America. They're spreading themselves, just like Rome did, just like we have, just mm-hmm. like Britain did, you know, right. in the 1600s, yep. whatever. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I think it's pretty interesting um, situation. I definitely think it kind of shakes up the whole Russia and Ukraine conflict. Um, maybe uh, we could see an end somewhat. I still think it's going to be a matter of months. It'll probably still drag out for a while, but maybe it's just... Uh, like a crack in the crack in the glass or whatever kind of expression. Well, yeah, and I think it's really interesting. It sort of exposes some things about geopolitics mm-hmm. that aren't just n- usually naked to the public eye. Right, yeah. And I think it'll be interesting, here's your lean-in, to see how some of the Republicans react to this. Right, mm-hmm. You know, to sort of the new geopolitical, how should I put it, you know, like steps, the, sure. the next steps that everybody takes right? given current events. Right. Yeah, it will uh, definitely be interesting. I'm sure then these candidates are going to be asked uh, about foreign policy. And uh, that does bring us to our next topic. Uh, since we last recorded, we've had a few more entries into the Republican primary race, and um, I'm actually kind of see, kind of excited to see this race uh, shape up. Um, there's a couple, couple of people I think uh, seem pretty interesting, and I wouldn't mind watching them on the debate stage. I believe we've had uh, three or four new entries since uh, the last time we talked about this. Uh, One is a gentleman named Will Hurd. Uh, He's a former congressman and former CIA agent uh, from Texas. Uh, I don't know too much about him. I've only seen a few clips. Is this for president? Yes, yes. Um... I've only seen a few clips of him making his announcement recently, uh, so I don't really know too much about it. I mean, about him other than you know, he used to be a congressman, uh, former CIA agent, anti-Trump, or I should say at least critical of Trump. He sounds bald. Bald? Uh, I don't know. He might be. Um, but the one thing I will say... Uh, I'm going to look him up. Go for it. Uh, listening to him talk, he... Reminds me of Kevin McCarthy, how sometimes oh. when Kevin McCarthy's talking, he kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies, yep. Uh, but maybe, uh, you know, as he gets out there, he'll uh, you know, seem a little better. But as of right now, the little bit I've heard, he he doesn't come across all that, that great. Well, I don't know him very well. I'd be interested to look into him and see who he is. Right, yeah. Certainly. I mean, I'm I'm definitely open to hear hearing more from him. Yeah. Okay. Next, uh, after Will Hurd, uh, I believe Mike Pence. Uh, last time we talked about him, he was hadn't quite made the official announcement. Mike Pence was on the fence. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, but now he has made his official announcement. He will be running for president. 
Is he still in Indiana? I assume that's where he still lives. What's their initials? I-D? I-N? I-N, yep. I-D is Idaho. I-N. Mike Pence is in. <laughs> He's in in. Uh, but right. I don't really see why he's running. He, I don't think he's going to get very far. Oh, but see, that's half the point. Uh, yeah, it is for some You run for the exercise. Is what I, th- I think most doctors recommend it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, for from all accounts, uh, Mike Pence seems like a decent fella. Uh, I, just, I hope he gets mud on his face. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't really have a problem. He's just not going to get my vote. I don't think he's anything special. I just uh, think he's being foolish. Oh, yeah, running for president. Uh, I think I think he's he going to trip, is. and I don't know why he's doing it. Yeah. He's got a fly on his face. Right. Again. <laughs> but uh, good luck to him. And I guess good luck to Will Hurd. I didn't say that And I'm not trying him. to be unkind. I, I like Mike Pence, except I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Um, next, um... As uh, a guy I'm kind of interested in hearing from from some more is Doug. Uh, his last name's a little tricky. Hold on here, uh, Doug Burdum or Bug Berg Bergdom, something like that. He's the governor of North Dakota, um, and he has uh, a business background and particularly a software technology background. Uh, he's 66 years old. Uh, really? Yeah, a little little up there compared to some of the others, but. Not 80. <laughs> He's not 80. Um, it reminds me of like Jim. Yeah. Um, uh, he's, he seems pretty pretty interesting. I watched or uh, listened to him doing an interview on, I believe it was the Fox News Rundown podcast recently. Uh-huh. And uh, he seems pretty good. Um, like I said, I'm interested to hear more from him. Uh from what it sounds like, he's been doing pretty well in... Can you share that? The podcast? Yeah. Uh, I will do my best to put it in the show notes. Um, but he seems pretty interesting. He, uh, he's been doing pretty good in North Dakota from what, it's, what it seems like. Yeah. Um, is that where that Christy Gnome No, as she would say, she's the warmer Dakota. Oh. Okay. South Dakota. Gotcha. Sorry, my bad. That's all right. Um, At least both the Dakotas are headed in the right direction. Right. (laughs) And um, one thing I thought was pretty neat about, well, not really neat, but interesting uh, from the interview I listened to, um, the governor was asked about foreign policy, which is partly why we saved this after uh, this Russian coup story. And uh, I thought he gave a pretty good answer. he didn't really quite say what I would have said as a governor, but he talked about his uh, business background and his company, and he says his you know, he has a global company, so he you know operates and does business in various countries around the world, which is a good, pretty good you know, uh, support for you know if, if you want to talk about having foreign policy experience. Right, it's very right? Trump esque, yeah. if you will. Right. Yeah. And. Um, now, what I would say as a governor is, you know, other countries do business in his state. So he has to deal with foreign 
countries and businesses. I meant to say businesses first. Right. So he, you know, they also get their foreign policy experience in that way. So I think combined, you know, his governorship and his business experience, uh, I thought he gave a pretty decent response to uh, the question he was asked. Um, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm uh, excited to see more from him. I think he could be pretty reasonable. Uh, you know, he comes off as a pretty, pretty. Uh, I wouldn't say overly charismatic, um, but I'd say maybe a little bit more than Ron DeSantis, which has been one of his criticisms as of late, since he's been out on the campaign trail more, that uh, Ron DeSantis is not uh, quite as charming or charismatic as uh, maybe once seemed or uh, compared to other people. Right. But this, uh, what was his name? I can't believe I... Doug... Doug Bergdom. Bergdom. Uh, I can figure out how to spell it. This is why I take thing. notes, buddy. Yeah. I can help you. I know exactly Governor who you're talking about. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think he sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, when I was listening to it, because... One of the questions he was also asked was about, you know, does he does he think he'll be able to make it to the first uh, debate, which you have to meet certain criteria. You have to have, I think, at least 1% in the polls and right, 40,000 right, right, right. 40, unique uh, donors. Right. And I almost thought, well, he's somebody I'd like to give a dollar to to, you know, help grow his unique donor well, count. shucks, yeah. Yeah, because I'd like to see him on that stage and along with... Um, I'll do it. Francis Suarez, who we talked about last time. Uh, I can't remember if he had officially announced last time we talked about him. He's the go- not governor, the mayor of Miami. I think he seems pretty interesting. Hmm. And I wouldn't mind seeing him on the debate stage. So I, that's, that's why I'm uh, pretty excited for this primary race. I think we got a few good... When I thought you had one more. Uh, one more candidate? Will Hurd, Mike Pence, Doug Bergdom. Um, I think Francis Suarez was my fourth because I can't remember if he had officially announced last time I Who's talked that? about him. Francis? Suarez. He's the mayor of Miami. Oh, okay. Suarez. Yeah. Um, I talked about him last time but like I was starting to say I can't remember if he had officially announced then or was planning to uh, well that's uh, cool but yeah I think that's all the new ones uh, since then at least as far as again this comes from NPR both of my sources today so are from NPR it, are there any females? Um, what interesting you asked that because in this article there's a section uh, titled weighing their options I was not prompted to say that we have not rehearsed this. No, no, no. Um, and you actually already briefly mentioned this uh, fine lady in passing. Did I? Yes, you did. The Who governor of South Dakota, Christy Nome. Oh, Nome. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's a good one. Yeah, at least. We in, like her. Yeah, she's We've talked good. about her. Right. Um, but yeah, NPR on this article lists her as weighing their options, so I guess it's maybe in some circles her name's being floating around, floated well, around. these circles. Yeah, uh, yeah she I think gets... she'd be pretty good. Heck Be- yeah. Better than Nikki Haley, I think. But Whatever, anybody would be better than Nikki Haley. <laughs> I'd rather vote for that Joni Ernst, and Joni she's, Ernst. she's not the brightest bulb in the tanning bed either. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, um, also just for interest, uh, under this weighing their options, they still have Glenn Youngkin, uh, current governor of Virginia, mentioned. He Worst could, Virginia. That's right. Uh, I think he could be okay. Um, I feel like he's still relatively new. That I don't feel like he has quite the name recognition and wouldn't really get all that far. Um, but he might. Uh, who knows? Who knows? NPR's got one more section in here that they title Not Running, and you're going to be disappointed at this uh, first name. And it's the only name that I'm going to mention so we can move on. All right. You ready for it? No. You really wanted him to be, try to run. You even told you were even going to write a letter to him. Mike Pompeo. Yes. They, no. NPR. Re, NPR reports not running. Shut up. Yep. Sure wrote that you letter. You did not just tell no, me No, I'm not making it up. It's here. Mike Pompeo? Folks can look up this article later and... Dropped out? <laughs> I don't know if he was even in the running, but <laughs> well, he dropped out of your race. I know, it's a joke, right? Mike Pompeo <laughs> dropped out? Yeah. But he, he could have been pretty good. I love Mike Pompeo. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's better than Mike Pence. You talking about Mikey P? Mikey P? But yeah, that's so. That's a little bit of an update on the current Republican presidential primary race. We've got a few new interesting uh, entries. Republicant. Some of them will be Republicans <laughs> and Republicans. Republic fakos. But um, yep, I believe the first debate, um, Fox News debate, is in August. Uh, hopefully, we'll see. Some of these lesser-known names on that stage, so they be- can become better-known. And I believe that is all I got. That's the last of my notes. Same here. All right. Well, folks, listeners, if you enjoyed this great conversation, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Spotify. Uh, we also have the audios on YouTube. So please be sure to go and subscribe and share with your friends. And if you'd like to support us directly, you can make a donation on our Red Circle page. Links to all this will be in the show notes. And as always, thanks for listening.